I'm going to start here with the resurrection story in Matthew 28. Nick shared it just at the beginning. I just want to start with this. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. I love the fact that he, he saw them. He saw the women and he said, don't be afraid. You too, don't be afraid. Guards, very afraid. Guards were not there to look after Jesus. They weren't there to look for him. They weren't there to look after him. They weren't seeking him. They were very afraid and shook like dead men. But to the women who were seeking Jesus, he said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I know who you're looking for. He's not here. And he told them the good news. He is risen, just as he said. Just like he said. Today we celebrate Resurrection Sunday. Jesus Christ rising from the dead. And us rising to new life in Jesus Christ. The topic of today, oh, let me get going here. Oh, it's not there yet. The topic of today is belief. Last week, we remembered the last, we looked at the last week of Jesus' time on earth. He entered Jerusalem, he was arrested, he was beaten, and he was crucified. Why? For the joy set before him, he endured the cross to fulfill the Father's will and reconcile men to God. Today we celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and that with him you have been raised to new life if you put your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Come on, this is relaxed. Let's be relaxed this morning. Let's be relaxed. You can rejoice. You're allowed to rejoice today. Amen. I'm even going to undo my tie. A little bit. If you got a tie, you can undo it. <laughs> I'll stop there. You're allowed to say amen today. You're allowed to rejoice. Jesus Christ is risen. Our life is hidden with Christ in God. We are seated in Christ in heavenly places, right beside the Father. Let us look at our lives. Let us look at this world from that vantage point today. Let us rejoice in what Jesus Christ has done for us. I was reading in Colossians 2 yesterday. When you were saved, God performed a circumcision without hands, cutting away of the flesh of our sinful nature, cutting it away, cutting it away. When you were dead in your sins and in, in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. The old has gone and the new has come. The new has come. The title of the sermon today is Believe, with an exclamation mark. Believe, because it's a command. It's a command for us to believe. Smith Wigglesworth, if, if, you, knew, if you know me, you knew that I'd have a Smith Wigglesworth reference with a title like that. He would often preach on, on just faith in God, and he moved in power. And if you listen to a sermon of his, or if you read one, it says somewhere in the sermon, he'll say, believe, believe, just believe. 
This was a man who preached a simple gospel. This is the work of a Christian, to believe on the one that God has sent. Everything starts with faith. Before this man was baptized, he raised people from the dead. Resurrection power, God's power, raising people from the dead before he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. He picked up the book. He picked up the Bible one day, and he just simply believed it. He believed what he read. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. It wasn't Smith's idea, it wasn't my idea to live in victory. It's Jesus' idea for us to live an overcoming life. He overcame so that we can overcome. He is the victor so we can live in victory. So Smith raised people from the dead. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. And often when he would go and preach, they would put up posters and they put things in the newspaper and it would say at the bottom, bring the sick. Bring the sick. Just because you read the book and you believe it and then you go out and you walk it out. That's God's desire for the church. We see it in people of faith. Throughout the church history, we see it in Acts when we read it. God desires us to live an overcoming life and a powerful life today in Jesus Christ. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not freely give us all things? Freely give us all things for those that believe. The all things, righteousness, peace, joy, power, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit. God mentions all of these things in the Bible for us to walk into. That new life in Christ is an overcoming life. And he wants us to take it by faith and just walk in it. But sometimes we can have something, but we cannot possess it. It can be ours, but we don't walk in it. If someone gave me the deed to a house... If that speaks to anyone here, amen. But if someone gave me the deed to a house and it had my name on it, it said the address, I, I legally own a house. But I could look at that and I can go, you know what, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I'm not going to go live there. I'm not going to go drive by. I just, I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I can legally own something, but I can never possess it. And I can walk through my whole life and never live in that house. I can never see it. It's mine, but I'm not possessing it. And it's the same thing. With, with what the new life that God has called us to. We can, we can say amen, we can sing the songs, God wants us to possess it. And we possess it and we walk it out with faith, believing in Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. Not in theory, but in reality. In reality. There's a story I heard just the other day of a church in India. Uh, Umish told me, he's here this morning, he'll tell you afterwards too of a church in India that was having a gospel message. And they invited people to come. They expected about 300 people to come to the, to the church. And thousands came to the church, thousands of people. So afterwards, they have the meal and they have all their food prepared. And they go, well, we only have enough food for 300 people. So the pastor's son, who was preaching, 
he said, well, God brought all these people. God's going to provide. And they started handing out food. And God multiplied the food, and he multiplied the plates, and he multiplied the spoons, and everyone ate. And that's today. That's a recent testimony. God's power on earth. You read it in the Bible, and you go, wow, that's amazing. Jesus did such an amazing work. Jesus said, you'll do greater things than these. Go walk it out. Believe it, walk it out. We believe it. We believe it. They believed and they saw. I mean, what a testimony. Hey, what a testimony of God's power today. All things are possible to them that believe. To them that believe. And it starts with the gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ. That he alone, Jesus Christ alone, is the way, the truth, and the life. That is what we preach. That is what we believe. Let's live it. Let's take hold of all that he died for, all that he bought for us. Let's walk in the victorious life, the overcoming life. Not in theory, but in reality. Throughout the centuries, this gospel has been added to. It's not the gospel 2.0 that we're looking at today. And for all of you coders out there, it's not the gospel 2.0++, if anyone's a geek. It's not the new and improved gospel. Today we're looking at the simple gospel. Not the gospel according to ChatGPT. Threw that out there too, those nerds. But the simple gospel, the perfect gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. He alone, Jesus alone, is the way, the truth, and the life. The plan of salvation that God put in motion from the moment sin entered the world. The moment sin entered into the world, God put a plan of salvation in motion. At some point, Jesus Christ was going to come and die for the sins of the ungodly. That we may be reconciled to the Father. Almost like scaffolding. Human ideas over the centuries have been built up around the gospel. It's not just that simple to believe. You've got to believe and do this. You've got to add to it. We've got to add human effort or something, something of us. And if you, if you type it up, what is the gospel, or you look up some different ideas, there's a lot of weirdness out there. I read an article yesterday about eight men in the Philippines who were nailed to crosses on Friday. They were nailed to crosses. It's some kind of penance in their Christian idea of religion, their, re- their idea of Christian religion. They interviewed one guy afterwards, and... He said while he was on the cross, he was, he was praying for Ukraine and Russia and that, that whole thing. Another guy was praying for, for COVID and the pandemic and everything like that. And one guy was praying for gas prices to come down. And it's just, it's all this weirdness. It's all this weirdness that you would add to the gospel that we have to be crucified on a cross. It's extreme and it's obviously an error. But you can see subtly, even in our culture, adding to what Jesus has done adding to the simple gospel through effort, through giving, through different things. Jesus said, believe. The work of God is this, to believe on the one he has sent. We say, well, it can't be enough just to believe. There must be more that I need to do. Jesus said, the work of God is this, to believe on the one he has sent. Just believe. And Jesus lived this life. He lived in complete obedience 
to the will of God. The one that was sent lived a victorious life, a sinless life. He humbled himself to death, even death on a cross. Through his sacrifice, once and for all, we can be forgiven and reconciled to God. And God raised him from the dead, releasing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for him to be held in its clutches. What a, what a picture, death just trying to hold on to Jesus. It's impossible. It couldn't hold on to him. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He laid his life down, and God resurrected him from the dead. Death could not hold him. And we died, and we were buried with Christ in baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Amen? Come on, rejoice. Amen. Amen. You can say it out loud. You can say it. Try it. Practice. Amen. Jesus paid it all. The plan of God. Completely. Perfectly completed. The plan of God. Perfectly completed by the sinless lamb. Death could not hold him. This is the gospel. There's nothing we need to add to it. Just believe it. Just simply believe what Jesus has done for us. The only fingerprints of man on this gospel are, those, are from those who crucified Jesus, those who beat him, those who said crucify him. Those are the fingerprints of man on the gospel of Jesus Christ. This was God's plan from the beginning, and it was accomplished by Jesus alone. He was born into deep darkness. It says where there was deep darkness, a light shone when Jesus was born. There was none who sought after God, not even one. All had fallen short of the glory of God. When he was arrested, his disciples scattered. And the, the cock crowed three times, and Peter rejected him. Jesus was alone. When he was mocked and he was beaten, he was alone. When he died, he laid his life down. And when he arose, he lifted it up again. No one was praying for him. No one was laying hands on Jesus, praying for him to come back to, to life. Jesus Christ overcame sin and death. He was raised from the dead by the power of God. There's nothing we need to add to it. We weren't there. No human fingerprints. God's plan accomplished by Jesus. He asked us to put faith into salvation, who is a person. That person is Jesus Christ. My salvation story is not Jesus' sacrifice plus Jeb's effort. If it was my effort and his sacrifice, then it wouldn't be the, it wouldn't be the, the gospel. There's nothing more of effort to add to it. There's nothing more of sacrifice. There's nothing more of piety. There's nothing more of my righteousness to add to it. It's his righteousness. It's his plan. It's been accomplished. Jesus Christ said, it is finished, and he is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty right now. He's sitting down. It's done. And he says, just believe. Just believe. And though we may not say it, Sometimes we live our lives with the gospel plus, the gospel plus this, or the gospel plus that. The gospel plus I got to pray more. The gospel plus I got to try harder. I'm bound in sin, I got to try real hard. Jesus says, just believe. Just simply believe. And we don't put faith in faith, we put faith in Jesus and what he did. If you ask that question to you, what must I do? to earn God's forgiveness. 
Just remember that when he died, you died. When he was buried, you were buried. When he was risen, you rose to new life in Jesus Christ. You've got to remember you're dead. Nothing you can do to add to it. Now the life we live, we live in Christ. Billy Sunday was a preacher at the turn of the century. And when he would baptize people, he said sometimes he'd hold them under a little bit longer. Just so they knew they were good and dead. He said especially those rapscallions, the young guys in his church, he'd hold them down, just make sure. But he lifted them up again. He would bring them up again to new life. And that's the gospel. And we're going to see that this afternoon with baptisms. Identifying with Christ. Christ substituting himself for us. That we, When he died, we died in him. We were buried through baptism. When he was buried, we were buried in him. When he rose to new life, we rose to new life in Christ. When you come up out of that water, that signifies life. Life in Christ. After Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared to his disciples. John 20, that same evening, Mary went to see, them in, Mary went to see Jesus in the morning, and that evening, Jesus appeared to his disciples. He said, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Could you imagine? Like, they probably didn't sleep a lot from when Jesus died on the cross to that point. Just thinking, what is, in my last three years, what is going on? What is happening? Jesus isn't here. Just the joy that must have just flooded into that room. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on them. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. They believed, and they received. All that Jesus accomplished, all that he endured, all that he overcame, all that he sacrificed, they simply believed that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. They put their faith in him, and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus did the work. He asked us to put our faith in him, to believe in him. It's a perfect gospel. It doesn't need us adding to it. It doesn't need religion putting up scaffolding around it. It's perfect, just the way it is. Faith in Jesus Christ. Righteousness, peace, and joy for those that believe. Thomas wasn't there that evening when Jesus appeared to them. It says that the disciples went to Thomas and they said, we've seen the Lord. And Thomas says, unless I put my fingers in his side, and put my fingers in his palms, I will not believe. And a week later, of course, Jesus couldn't let that just stand. So a week later, when they were gathered again, it says that Jesus appeared again, and he said to Thomas, Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. There are some of us here this morning that need to stop doubting and believe. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. This is the perfect gospel, and this is good news. This is good news. If you struggle with the assurance of sins forgiven, you might think, how can God forgive me? 
How can God forgive me? All this list, it's in your head. You've got a Rolodex. The sins of the world were placed upon him. Your sins included. Repent and believe and you shall receive assurance of sins forgiven. Just like Jesus says, put, put your hands in my, in my, in my, put your fingers in my hands here. Put your hand on my side. You will experience it, Thomas, and believe. Jesus is about experience, not just theory, but reality. The knowledge of salvation. The knowledge of sins forgiven. Though your sins be as scarlet, we sang it this morning, he's made them whiter than snow. That's his work. We don't need to add to it through our guilt or through our shame or through maybe I need to suffer a little bit longer. And that's, that's something I struggled with as a Christian growing up is just that, that guilt around, around sin. And then I married Dana, and she really helps with that because she does not struggle with guilt. When, when, she had, when, <laughs> when we argue or something and, and Dana comes back and she says, oh, I'm sorry, Jeb, or, or something. It doesn't happen that often, but when she does... Then, then she, it, for her, she's forgiven. She, she apologized. I forgave her. She walks away. She's fine. And sometimes I wonder, like, shouldn't you feel a little bit worse about that? Shouldn't you, like, hold on to a little bit longer, just walk around and, like, mope? Isn't there something more? God doesn't want us to mope around. He wants us to confess our sins, believe in Jesus Christ, give, us, give, him, give him all of it. He died for the sins of the world. All of it. Don't mope. Don't hold on to it. Just reject the Rolodex and believe. Just believe. Or maybe you have besetting sins. Maybe you have habitual sins. God's called you to new life. The old has gone, the new has come. You want to live in that new life. He's called you to live that overcoming life, that victorious life. But you're living over here. In your mind, you're living over here. Maybe in reality, you're still in that old man. You're still struggling with sin. Struggling against your old self, struggling against the flesh is not our job. Our job is to believe. Our job is to believe. We're not going to overcome the sin nature on our own. We cannot do that. We have to believe in Jesus Christ. The fight is one of faith. Believe and you will be set free. Reckon yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. That verse has set a lot of people free. Reckon yourself dead to sin. You don't have to do that anymore. The old has gone. The new has come. The new has come. God wants us to live in the new, live the new life. Or maybe you're here this morning and you have, you have more faith than you've been exercising. I'm just going to finish with this if the music crew wants to come up. Maybe you're here this morning and you have more faith than you've been exercising. God's placed his righteousness in you and he's told you to shine. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. It cannot be. Yet sometimes we try. God wants us to shine. That new life, that overcoming life, that victorious life, to share it with others, to let the light shine, to believe him, and to see great things. He said we'll do greater things. That comes through faith. That comes through believing. That comes through believing, rejoicing in the victory, in the resurrection life of Jesus Christ, and then walking it out. And then simply walking it out. To believe him for more. Jesus said those who believe We'll do greater things. Amen? Amen. Please do stand with me.
I'm going to ask, uh, just ask us to just close our eyes here. I'm just going to pray. And if God spoke to you this morning, either through the worship or through the word of God, or whatever it is, I believe God's looking for a response from us this morning. He's looking for a response. Lord, we come before you this morning, God. And we honor the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we just declare hallelujah. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Lord, we believe in your sacrifice. We believe that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, that you would receive the glory. You did a perfect work, Lord. We believe in your perfect work this morning. And we just thank you, God. We just thank you, God. I'm going to ask you this morning, if, if you believe that God has called you to more, if you believe that God has called you to shine, that he's called you to live the victorious life, that he's called you to, to more, more victory, greater victory, greater overcoming, greater expression of the Spirit through your life, I just ask you to raise your hands. I just ask you to raise your hands. I'm going to raise my hands. It's the resurrection life that we celebrate this morning. And Lord, you see the hands raised. And if you're not raising your hands because the person beside you, don't, don't look at them. This is between you and God. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead as abides in us, Lord. Lord, we desire to be your hands and feet, your mouthpiece, whatever you want, your body, the body of Christ in this city in this place, wherever you put us, Lord. We just ask this morning that you would fill us afresh, God. Whatever you need to address in our lives, where we submit them to you, we, have, we just declare, Lord, have your way. Have your way. We submit our lives to you. We submit our lives to you. We surrender, Lord. Have your way in our lives. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way, Lord God. Have thine own way. If there's anyone here this morning who doesn't know Jesus Christ, if you don't know the Lord, and we, you, you've heard the story, there's one way, one way to Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's one way to God, and it's through Jesus Christ. There's no getting around it. There's no other way. There's no back door. If this morning you feel God just tugging at your heart, or you want to know more, or you want to repent and put your faith in Jesus Christ, during this song, I ask you to please come down. He rose from the dead. He died on the cross for the sins of the world. And then he rose from the dead to new life. Your sins included. Please come down. Calm down. If you want to meet Jesus, there's room up here. We're going to have people to pray for you. If you want to be saved today. Amen. Amen.